Hello and welcome to episode 15 of series 3 of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. So before we go into today's interview, I'm just going to let you know what's coming up in the next couple of shows. So on the 16th of August, we have an interview with Alex Graves from Silicon Reef. Alex is going to be telling us all about the importance of digital well-being. We're obviously working in a world now where digital communications are are very important and a key part of the way that we we're, we're working now in a kind of hybrid world. And Alex has got some really key tips for us to help maintain well-being in that digital environment. And then the episode after that on the 30th of August is an interview with Jonathan Hemsley from Emerge. And Jonathan is going to be telling us all about aligning leadership and action, which is a really important thing for all internal communicators. We need to see our leaders aligning their actions with their words to make sure that the communications that are going out are uh, aligned and credible as well. So um, that's what we've got coming up in the show. Um, going forward, uh, we are looking for interviewees towards the end of the year. We've got quite a few interviews still uh, lined up in the in the diary to, to record, and I'm going to actually be recording two more after this uh, after this episode. Um, but if any of you are interested in being on the show, you've got something you'd like to share, something that would be of value to our audience, get in touch with us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. We're always looking for new ideas, new topics that we can cover to bring real value to our audience. So get in touch and we can have a chat and we can see if what you are planning to talk about fits in with what we'd like to uh, put out to our audience. Um, the only other thing I just want to mention is that we are running another one of our free webinars. So on the 18th of August 2022 at 3pm UK time, we have uh, one of our free webinars. As I say, it's helping your employees to understand your organization's big picture. It's all around the fact that most of our business leaders have trouble explaining the mission, the vision, the values of the organization to their employees. And we're going to be looking at some some tools and techniques that you can use to help your employees to really understand what that big picture looks like, what, how all of the things that are happening in the organization and outside of it fit together and how their role is really important in delivering those objectives. Um, so that's what we're going to be covering on the webinar. If you're interested in that, head across to our website, thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. If you go to the events tab on the menu, if you click on that, you'll see we've got a couple of different webinars that we run on there. And if you go to the first one, which is helping employees understand the organization's big picture, there's a drop down menu there. You can choose the 18th of August. We're also running uh, the same webinar on the 20th of October and the 15th of December as well. So if you want to book up for one of those dates later in the year, you can do that. And if you sign up there, you will get a uh, an email and you will get a calendar invite. So you can pop that in your diary so you don't forget. <clears throat> I did say that was the last thing. One other thing. If you know anyone else in your network who would benefit from the podcast, who might find it useful as well, please share it with them. Um, we're trying to grow the podcast. It's it's over two years now that we've been running the podcast. Now, listener figures are really great, um, but we'd always like to try and get them to, to be higher. And, um, you know, we, we do think the podcast is there to add value. I genuinely work really hard to 
make it as as, as valuable as possible and uh, we don't have any adverts or anything like that we try and keep it really nice and clean so you're getting a great listener experience and uh, we're trying to get some of the, the best interviewees that we can to bring to you to bring their ideas so if you can share that the, the podcast in, in 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 return for that if you can share the podcast with your network um help us spread the word that would be absolutely fantastic and so without any further ado let's listen to this episode's interview it's very easy to think that all of the change that we've experienced over the last couple of years has been related to the pandemic and the aftermath of the pandemic. But as we probably all know, there's been a lot of business as usual change going on within organisations as well. And there's also been a significant amount of merger and acquisition activity. Now, regardless of whether you work in an organization that has been through a merger or acquisition or has been through uh, as acquired or, or purchased or merged with another organization, um, or even if you work in a sector where that is unlikely to happen, maybe you're working in a public sector organization, I think learning from significant change like that can be really helpful. And Finding out the implications for internal communicators, both from a personal perspective, the impact that has on their own work and their own careers, and also the work that they are doing is also a useful reflection, I think, that will serve any of us well when we're facing other types of change that aren't necessarily related to mergers or acquisitions. So I I reached out to today's guest to speak to her about her experience of going through a significant merger and acquisition process whilst also experiencing a significant personal change in her life as well, a major relocation, and how she's had to adapt both her approach within the new organization and finding her place within that organization where her role uh, didn't already exist or there was there was a it was in it was in a different form but also to uh, look at her own personal adaptation to a new role and also into an IC role from a from a more traditional marketing role and how she's adapted to that and what resources she's used what tools she is now using in this this new environment that she's working in uh, and a very inspirational story of someone who's thrived in that type of environment and I think we can all all take from that some very personal lessons for our own careers and the way that we deal with change but also how we help our colleagues to adapt to change within our organizations my guest today is stephanie briggs stephanie is director of employee experience at Avanti, which is an automation platform that makes every it connection smarter and secure across devices and infrastructures With a career in marketing and comms, Stephanie has a passion for storytelling. Stephanie is also a published horror author and a blogger and uh, on the art of technique, on the art and technique of writing. And as I've just found out also, you are a fine artist as well, aren't you, Stephanie? So uh, how are you? I'm doing very well, Craig. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here today. It's an absolute honor. And uh, just for our listeners, whereabouts are you in the world at the moment? Yep, I am based in a small town in central Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, and that's the east side of the United States, am I right? You got it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yes. fantastic. So uh, you're a storyteller by, by, you know, by, by proclamation there. So I'd love to hear your story, a little bit about you, your story, what, what, where, you, what, where you started out and what you, where you've, uh, how you've ended up doing what you're doing today. Oh, absolutely. I would I would love to tell that story. Um, yeah, so I'm based in a small town, as I said, in central Pennsylvania and in, in the East Coast of the United States. 
However, I am a California girl at heart. Um, so I was born and raised in the Bay Area in California, really in the heart of Silicon Valley yeah. um, in, in San Jose, California, and spent the majority of my entire life there um, until June of 2020. Um, so my husband and my two children, we decided to move to the East Coast. Mm. And um, we figured, hey, since the pandemic had already disrupted our lives, why not make a, a big change and embrace um, this big move across the country? Wow. Um, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really been one of the best decisions that that we've ever made. Yeah. It's been awesome. Um, but yeah, I uh, in California, I went to the University of California, Santa Cruz. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, with Santa Cruz, but it is a total hippie surf town um, in California. Amazing to go to 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 get my uh, do my undergraduate studies there. It's like going to school in a forest wow. all the time. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard of Santa Cruz, and it's one of those places that you hear of, and you kind of have a visual. But I wouldn't have visualized it like that. And oh yes, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was tough during the springtime because um, during spring quarters it is beautiful. I mean, mm. you know, so it's it was tempting to to maybe take breaks away from class and go out to the beach <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, I went to, I did my undergrad studies there. And um, when I graduated, I actually interned um, at NASA for a summer internship at NASA Wow! and, um, and started in their, in their media department and their production department. Um, and that's what I graduated in, in film and digital media studies. Yeah. Um, and, and from there, uh, I had a very interesting, interesting journey, um, worked at Apple for a little while. Mm. Um, and then I took a break and, and I was a first grade teacher actually for a private school for three years. Um, and that was, that was a great experience. I got to say, I really loved teaching first graders. Mm. However, um, once I, once I got pregnant with my daughter, uh, you know, I realized that it just wasn't, it wasn't a path that I was going to continue on, unfortunately, right. due to, um, due to the compensation and it, and it's a sad truth. Um, you know, it, I can speak here in the United States. It's just teachers are not compensated very well, mm, yeah. especially the fact that our children are with them more than us <laughs> during their schooling. Um, so I, I knew I always wanted to get into marketing. Ultimately, I knew it. I knew, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, it was a scary switch, as you can imagine, right? Like having this three years of teaching and trying to maneuver and figure out how am I going to get my foot into marketing now? Yeah. Um, so I started as a contractor in a marketing coordinator role. And um, and that is what did it for me is, is doing that that contracting work at first. And then from there... I just kind of continued to move into um, bigger marketing roles at at different companies. Okay, okay. And why why marketing? Why was it marketing? Because you you work for NASA. I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, that is one of the you know when I when I when I, I was a kid, that was just one of the places I really really wanted to work was NASA because I'm just massively into space and anything like that. So, what, what absolutely? Yeah. So why marketing? What 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 was yeah. it full of marketing? Even even at NASA, the internship was actually um, in their media department. And mm. so during that internship, I got to um, 
I actually got to control um, the video cameras because we would be videotaping amazing conferences and mm. lectures from these just these super intelligent folks at NASA. Mm. Um, and then we would also, uh, for certain programs, take the photography at, at different events on the NASA campus. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so so I've always definitely leaned into and been into um, the media front when it comes to film production, mm. um, photography, things of that nature. And I just, I always, in my heart, I, I knew that marketing would probably be something that I'd be really great at, mm. something that would be both creative, but also it has that business side, right? That mm. business and okay. analytics side. Mm. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I just knew that it would be a good move for me and that I would enjoy it, but that it would also help me to have a stable career, but something that I would love do, to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, that's, that's really good. Thank, thank you. It's a really nice story. Um, I, I, what I want to do now is, is kind of move into what we're going to talk about, talk about today, which is you, 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 when we spoke and we met on LinkedIn, you talked about, um, your experience of going through a, uh, a takeover process or even through a merger and acquisition uh, process. And, um, what we're looking at in this, this series of the podcast is all about change. And I think there's no bigger change or, or certainly it ranks up there in terms of significant change from an organizational perspective when your organization either merges with another or is acquired by another so i'm conscious with a, with a topic like this there is an element of of what you can and can't tell us but but just just say a little bit more about that acquisition process and and what that meant and, and some of the challenges that, that brought to you and then what i would like to do is explore that from a uh, you know from a kind of comms and engagement perspective how you found that and what you did to to uh to, to basically deal with some of those challenges and opportunities that that, that presented for you Absolutely. I would love to discuss that. And, um, and change is, it's really near and dear to my heart. It, it is something that humans as a whole are not, um, you know, we don't like a lot of change, right? So it's, mm. it, to me, it's a skill that you have to build. It has to be a conscious thing that you want to get stronger with, um, when facing change. And you're absolutely right. Um, we, um, I, I was at a company called Pulse Secure, before being at Ivanti. And I absolutely loved working at Pulse Secure. The CEO mm -hmm. at the time, Sadaka Ramakrishna, he is one of the best uh, CEOs I've ever worked for. Mm -hmm. The company culture was just amazing. And um, pre-pandemic, I was, again, based in San Jose, California. Pulse Secure had an office in San Jose. So I was com you know, commuting into the San Jose office. Um, and this was uh, the acquisition of Auntie acquiring Pulse Secure was not the first time I had experienced an acquisition. Um, the first time actually was while working at Pulse Secure. Pulse Secure had acquired a company. Um, so I kind of have experienced both sides now. Yeah. The acquiring and to be acquired. Um, and, you know, acquisitions are part of business mm. and there are absolutely common challenges that arise. Um, first, again, I want to just say that change is something I have always been pretty open to. Um, it's it's definitely one of my strengths to lean into change and to adapt. Yeah. Um, but I do realize that, yes, it is disruptive to our lives, right? Change of any kind can yeah. be disruptive. Yeah. Um, so 
when Avanti acquired Pulse Secure, it was very interesting because my family and I had just moved to Pennsylvania a few months prior to that. Mm. And I had this verbal agreement and this planning with Pulse Secure for like a year. Um, and an understanding that I could be a hundred percent remote while, um, you know, cause I was going into the Pulse Secure office. Yeah, so yeah. I actually worked with them, uh, closely built a rapport and presented the ask. I had let Pulse know I'm going to be moving. And I, I really would love to continue to work for Pulse Secure. Again, this was pre pandemic. They said, absolutely. You can be a hundred percent remote in Pennsylvania. They had some folks a hundred percent remote. So I was, I was in, right? I had this plan, the plan worked out. And, and then we got acquired by Avanti. And uh, I was afraid that, okay, I have this remote setup. And now everything was an unknown to me. Mm. Um, because I didn't know what was coming with Avanti. Thankfully, gratefully, I had made the transition in. Um, it, it was made clear to me, uh, like in any acquisition, it was made clear to me, you are transitioning into Avanti. Um, many of my colleagues, of course, did get laid off and let go at Pulse Secure. It, it happens with acquisitions. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, going in, I was extremely grateful that I had a job still, but I did not know anything about Avanti's, their, their mm. workforce policies, their company culture, team structures. Um, and I had really built a rapport with Pulse Secure executives. And that was important to me. That, that takes a while to build that kind of rapport. Mm, of course. And now going to a new company, new people, that was kind of gone. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, um, Avanti was also bigger than Pulse Secure uh, at the time, about two and a half times bigger. So, um, you know, transitioned over. Most of my responsibilities at Pulse Secure were no longer going to translate over to Avanti, meaning they already had teams and people who were managing said responsibilities. Mm, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that was scary as well. I, I yeah. you know, I knew I had to find my place. Um, I had to maneuver carefully and methodically, right? And I wanted to be sure at the same time that I made a name for myself to start building that rapport with, yeah. uh, with Avanti. So there was tons of unknowns. Um, and however, I did continue to tell myself that this is not the end all be all. Yeah. And, um, I, I know that I'm well into my career and I understand that I'm mostly in control of my destiny. And, and that's really what has always kept me strong when facing challenge because I faced a change. I mean, I'm sorry when facing change. Yeah. Yeah. I have faced a lot of change in my life. Um, over the years, I true everybody has. And so with that change though, I have always learned to lean in and realize the outcome in the end. Again, it was, there's always been positive that comes from it. And yeah. in this case, this major change, this acquisition of Pulse Secure, it is a, it is essentially what got me it as a director of employee experience marketing at Avanti and in the internal comms field. Yeah. Because yeah. I was not doing internal comms at Pulse Secure. No, 
no. So that that's that's obviously you know a personal, a, a significant personal transition that's that's taken place right. during that. What what about so how uh, so I guess that's an interesting to think that you're and I think we sometimes forget this when we go through major major transformational change like this that the often it's not just the employees that as in the kind of the you know the kind of frontline recipients of the changes also everybody in the organization is going through that and i think sometimes there's a tendency to defer our own needs whilst we attend to the needs of others and i think what you've said there is yeah I, i'm going through this change significant change as well what was happening with the employees at that time and how so you're kind of trying to manage this transition transition for your yourself but then also right. you've got this these new responsibilities to help your colleagues and your employees to go through that how how did you manage to do that and and what were some of the things you were working on for the from the employees to help them i guess so actually, you mean the, when moving into Avanti? Yeah, yeah. That, for, yeah I, and, and I guess for some of them, it may may have been just a sort of change of the name above the door sort of thing and, and, and maybe not so significant. But for I guess for others, it may well have been a huge, you know, there have been huge implications. Right. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that's, yeah, you're correct. And before I got into heading up internal comms at Avanti, yeah. I actually was in this limbo so at first <laughs> there was there was a couple months of actually it was probably two and a half months of limbo in a way um because first off i transitioned over started to immediately build relationships by connecting with team members at avanti and other teams outside of marketing yeah um reached out to many of my my peers and when i say that this is very interesting too. My boss at Pulse Secure at the time, she also made the transition to Avanti during the acquisition. Right. Um, she no longer was going to be my boss at Avanti. So within right. a day, she was not my boss anymore. Right. We both reported into the same person at Avanti. Um, so I was I was not afraid to call her to talk to her and connect with her, expressing some of these fears and the challenges. That was major. That was such a so helpful because. I learned from her that those feelings, of course, are completely normal, mutual yeah, in these of types of situations. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, though, is at first it was me raising my hand to take things on at Avanti, um, and this is major because it ultimately led me again into into the internal comms role. And I, mm. I, um, my first project was managing their their virtual sales kickoff, their virtual mm. SKO, because mm. I had experience with SKO at Pulse Secure. Yeah, that was the first thing. It wasn't um, employee internal comms, and so I I grabbed the SKO and I just put my full passion into it to show mm. them. You kind of got to show your stuff. <laughs> That's how yeah, I saw course. it. Yeah, so. no, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you got to show what you absolutely. can do. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was such a success um, that in Feb after SKO beginning of Feb, uh, my boss at that time came to me and she said, "Hey." What do you think about heading up eternal comms? I think you would do a great job. Mm. And I said, absolutely. I jumped at the opportunity mm. instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and, and I think you've already, you may have already mentioned this, but when you moved into the, into the new role, into the new organization, um, you were sort of found that a lot of the tasks that you used to do were, were, were covered by others. So you were trying to find this position for yourself and adapt to right. that. And yeah. And, and uh, like you say, a part of, part of that process is kind of like, I need to, you know, I really need to show these guys what I can do here right. so I can, I can sort of, you know, show that I'm here by right and uh, by, 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 by merit and not just by uh, some sort of right. So, 
um, what was there anything else you did at that time just to sort of try and find that space? Because I guess it's a little bit like, you know, you're moving into a crowded room and you're trying to find your position in that room that, 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 that you know, isn't aggressive and isn't kind of confrontational, but also is mutual for everyone else who's already there. Is it, were there any other things that you, or tactics that you used at that time? Absolutely. And you explained that really well. I love that analogy. Mm. Um, it, it was, I got to say, first and foremost, being in, as you kind of said, this crowded room mm. and trying to develop and find that space and and really develop into my new role. First off, I want to say it it was, and it has been so much fun. Mm. That is something that's key is I've always had, and that's kind of what I said earlier, so like really tried to make change that comes my way into something that is a learning experience and make it fun. And and that's not an easy thing to do, but it, it really was. And the first thing I did uh, was learned the current state of Avanti's internal communications and, and the internal comm strategy. And this was through observing, asking a lot of questions, understanding the company's goals and mission And of course, building that rapport with executives and senior leaders, which I was able to do with SKO, uh, with with leading that front. So I really wanted to understand the current state first. Um, And then from there, I was able to start forming a larger strategy and implementing processes that that would help us become more proactive than reactive with internal comms. The great news is when I started heading up internal comms, there wasn't a ton of strategy and processes in place. So it was pretty, it was pretty fantastic to be able to, to come in and go, Oh, okay, well, this doesn't quite exist yet. It start, it kind of has a starting ground, Mm. but I was able to, um, with, with some teams together really form in all of 2021, a solid internal comm strategy out of auntie and, um, and some amazing processes, Mm. um, Another way I helped to create, again, my major goal for 2021 was building a proactive internal comm strategy. Mm. We were still a bit in the reactive mode, which I think um, I think it's easy to fall into that. Companies, yeah. it's easy to, to get, you know, reactive, right? Yeah. Um, so part of that, getting more to proactive strategy was to break down silos. And this is my mantra. I tell... Uh, I tell my peers and uh, and team members every day at Avanti, this is my mantra, especially for this year in 2022, is breaking down silos mm. within internal teams. And the reason is we're all guilty of of working in silos because, mm. again, it's an easy thing to to get into like this narrow zone of stuff you're working on. Yeah. But it is so important to expand on what you're working on and really think about it from a big picture standpoint. And mm. um, luckily, as you know, Craig, as internal comms professionals, we pretty much touch all departments and yeah. teams, Yeah. right? Yeah. So that has been golden because it's really allowed me to have this bird's eye view, this insight from a bird's eye view. And communicate that across different teams internally and connect those dots right amongst different teams yeah again breaking down those silos that helps with proactive comms rather than reactive because yeah. we're you got to be forward thinking right and that's exactly what what we're doing is 
I'm constantly trying to um, be forward thinking. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's really, really, really good. And I think that, that role in breaking down silos is, is as often a role that um, I guess some people think it is an HR role or an OD role, but I think, you know, internal communications, like you say, we have to be everybody's friend and everybody's ally and everybody's, um, you know, kind of support, trusted advisor. And it is great. I like it when, you know, when internal comms people talk about that, you know, that fact that we're actually someone who um, is able to connect those different different departments different teams different silos and break down those walls i think that's really refreshing as well um you mentioned that this is i see as a new thing a relatively new thing to you you know you you, by by admission you've come into this from sort of more of a mega mega marcoms perspective what how have you learned you know how have you absorbed and learned about ic because i I guess you a lot of the a lot of the skills you need for to be an effective ic person you already had you know there's a lot of transferable lessons that you've had from earlier in your career but what's some of the resources that you found particularly useful in in terms of helping you adapt and 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 learn about internal comms from someone who's maybe come from a a, a, you know it's not it's not it's not a role you've you've fulfilled you know and for all of your career what are some of the resources you found most useful absolutely uh yes and you you are correct i have um it's more of a marcom you know a skill set right so yeah customer facing um at pulse secure it was all you know managing all of their social social media webinars, customer council events and trade show events. Um, so when I moved into the internal comms role at Avanti, I do want to say that, and again, I like to connect some of these back to my personal philosophies because that has played a huge role in, in all of my different, um, you know, in my career journey. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest philosophies in life is to always keep learning. Um, I, I mean, it, this runs through my veins. If I could, I joke with my husband and family, if I could get mm-hmm. paid to continue to go to college and just, yeah. and just do that, I would. Um, because there's so much knowledge out there and I'm all about continuous development. And nice. so when I was asked to head internal comms, it was on from that point. Uh, I love reading. So I started finding books on on the subject. I love reading genres of all types. One book I read last year that was fantastic is called Five Keys to Unlock the Power of Employee Engagement. It's actually okay. ma- magic, Five Keys to Unlock the Power of okay. Employee Engagement. Okay. So uh, literature um, is, is definitely one for me. I love to read. Um, and I also started to tune into internal comms podcasts. Yeah. Uh, that has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I will tune into those, um, while I'm showering, taking breaks while I'm cooking, um, you know, driving through my, through my car headset, uh, tuning in. And some of the three that, um, that I've really continue to follow is, um, the first one is internal comms pro. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the internal comms pro podcast. There is one called the Internal Comms Podcast, and then I I um, discovered yours, oh. engaging internal comms with Craig Smith, and oh. these are ones just phenomenal to be able to hear from thought leaders, uh, internal comms thought leaders, the guests brought on 
across many industries. Mm. Um, it's just so inspiring. And I am not kidding you when I say I have taken, after listening to so many, you you start to absorb, obviously, the common uh, the common ideas and themes that these folks are talking about and practices. I would take that back as part of my counsel to Avanti. Um, and we would start to weave in these different practices. So a lot of the strategy and processes put into place last year, some of them came from tuning into these podcasts and then, you know, making it fit into the Avanti culture and business. Yeah. Um, I do tune into webinars as well when I can. I actually last week tuned into one titled Fueling Inclusion and Career Growth Through Leadership Development. This was an interesting one. It was moderated by a company called Torch. Yeah. Torch helps. It's a platform that helps. It's a solution for uh, leadership development paths um, for companies. They had Zendesk yeah. as a yeah. guest speaker. It was yeah. amazing. Wow. So I tune into that like when I, when I can. Um, and then the last area I am super excited about, um, I will be attending the Cohesion 2022 conference this October in San Francisco, California. Cohesion is run by, this whole conference is run by a company called Simpler and Simpler is the intranet platform that we use. We are a customer of Simpler. Yeah. They are having this huge internal comms conference in person. It will be my first conference with a focus on employee engagement and internal comms. And I'm, I cannot be more excited wow. because <laughs> I have a feeling, uh, you know, I'm going to learn a lot more. I'm also going to build a net, continue to build a network there. Um, so uh, yeah, so those are just some of the key areas. Um, and it's a continuous development. It's not something I never, I never just read a couple of books and, and think I'm a pro, right? I continuously We'll look for for new books, literature, uh, blogs, all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, that's really really good. And I think it's you know there are. I mean, all the podcasts you mentioned there. Obviously, I know I'm familiar with my own, but yeah, I mean, there's some great. There are some great podcasts out there, um, and I and also, I mean, there's lots of resources now. I think during the pandemic, there was a there was a kind of proliferation of courses and you know LinkedIn are doing lots of LinkedIn learning stuff. So I think yeah, I think there's, there's it's almost there is it, it i think the skill is to be able to be discerning and and also you know to to find out what works for you not you know podcasts aren't everybody's thing but for people who like them i think it's a, i i personally you know i'm biased but i think podcasts are great because you can multitask and whereas some people prefer video some people prefer like e-learning that sort of thing so i think yeah it's it's about looking around and and, and that's what you know this kind of show is all about it's about helping people like yourself to to connect to a bigger broader world of people are out there doing similar things and not try and just sort of you know kind of reinvent the wheel every 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 time you need to do something there's a big a big world out there so i'm pleased that that's uh, uh you know that's really good to hear and i think refreshing for for all internal comms people to 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 reflect on where they get their information from you've also guess you're using lots of different tools you mentioned there your internet internet platform for, for that you're using within your organization um what what are the tools are you using at the moment just so sort of, you know i think all, uh, in, internal comms people always like to know what they're always kind of curious to know what other people are using well, what are some of the tools you're finding having uh, most traction with you at the moment absolutely um there are actually two main tools that we are using at the moment and and two in my opinion um for the size of 
of the company size of, of Avanti is is perfect. Um, you know, we don't want too many tools. So the the two are we have our company intranet, and um, this is actually an interesting story because uh, last year, again, part of of 2021, a major accomplishment was we actually switched to a different intranet. Mm. Um, so, and that was, uh, you know, I, I started heading up internal comms February last year and I was asked, um, in, I think it was June time. Um, they came to me and said, Hey, we need to reconsider our intranet. The contract for the, the current one is about to, to come up and uh, we're getting a lot of feedback that it is not, it is not the best experience for employees. And right. this is this is a whole podcast episode in itself, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Intranets. Let me tell you, um, it was one of the most amazing projects and experiences um, in my career because. I didn't, I learned so much. I didn't realize this whole world of intranets and the challenges that companies face, the same challenges on intranets. So we ended up, I was asked to, to do this and to head this project and do it in two months time, oh, Wow, which is insane. When you start to research and um, talk to intranet providers, it's, um, it's a bit unheard of. <laughs> They're like, okay, usually we do this in four months or five months. Um, so at any rate, we use Simpler. That's S-I-M-P-P-L-R. Okay. That is the intranet we use at the moment. Um, we were using Jive and we decided to transition over uh, for, for some different reasons. I got to say some of the primary reasons, as you mentioned earlier, mergers, acquisitions, um, this this constant change. I, I got to say, in 2021, um, this is public now, public news. Avanti acquired. They went through four major acquisitions in 2021. Four, um, and that is really bringing in new employees from different companies, and um, and really trying to build a positive company culture and bring together different company cultures, right? And um, so this this was major, and this new intranet was one way we were looking to um, to help build community, connection. Um, that was a key thing, it is like two-way dialogue, because mm. some intranets are just one-way dialogue, right. not really two-way. Um, so Simpler has been phenomenal in that effort. Now it's not obviously not just the platform, right? It is the people behind the platform and our teams internally, how we're, we're choosing to um, enable these opportunities for employees to engage. So this has been key, like number one with employee experience at Avanti. Um, and we're a hundred percent remote globally. So yeah. that's a major thing too, I think with uh, that internal comms folks run into, especially with the changes from the pandemic. I mean, yeah. that's, there's been changes and those changes are mostly here to stay. So it's like, how do you, how do you engage your employees worldwide? How do you build that community and connection when some are hybrid, some are fully remote, some are coming into the office all the time when the offices are open. And so um, we've really, really leveraged and utilized our intranet platform to accomplish some of those things. Mm. 
Um, and again, that's a whole, <laughs> could yeah. be a whole topic yeah, in, itself. Whole story in itself. There's though, amazing, yeah. amazing strategies I could talk about that we've done. Um, mm. So mm. I welcome any listeners to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and, yeah. and talk all things intranet. Um, yeah. the, other, <laughs> the other tool that we use is uh, an internal comms email tool. And this is something, again, that we, we did not have in place when I started heading up internal comms. We just used Outlook. That's all yeah. we used. We used normal Outlook to send internal comms emails while working with the executives and senior leaders. And that, it worked. It, it got it got the task accomplished. Uh, but then then we started thinking a bit bigger. Like, okay, uh, what what can we start looking into to get some data on our internal comms email communications, you know, because we wanted to start looking at open rate, click through rate. We wanted to compare email campaigns and see what was working um, just as marketers do uh, in demand gen, right? Demand gen marketing, you have those tools. Of course, you need those tools to understand uh, what your customers, what's resonating with customers. Well, guess what? Internal comms, who are our customers? Employees. Yeah. Employees are the customers. Our senior leaders are the, like, all internal people are our customers. And so we moved into um, adopting the tool Contact Monkey. That yeah. is one tool out of many. Um, and we've we've been using Contact Monkey and it is um, it has been fantastic because we've been able to uh, design our own internal branded email templates, right? That fit our brand and that actually track open rate and click-through rate um, of our internal emails. And we use this, we've been using this data to um, help counsel executive leaders and senior leaders in influencing them. I think that's a key, that is a number one um, kind of skill set that internal comms professionals, I've learned, we have to be able to do. You have to be able to influence people around you. And there's different ways to do that and tactics to do that. And yeah. one of them is data. Mm. Right. If you have data and you can prove and give ex solid examples of here is the data from this email that is, you know, five, six paragraphs long. Here's the open rating click through rate versus one that is shorter, short and sweet to the point with a call to action. Then you're starting to show uh, which one worked better over another. Mm, mm, and then mm. they say, oh, OK, well, if that's the case, let's let's shorten this up. Let's get a call to action to the more detailed article on the mm. intranet. I'm fine with that because they realize, you know, that you're showing them um, something that is data driven. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like you say, those, those, those sorts of tools have been available to, you know, marketing people for a while. And it's great to see them now coming into, uh, you know, particularly when we're still pretty heavily reliant on, on email as a way of communicating, particularly mass communications to find out which of those are resonating or what with, you know, it's almost like AB testing, isn't it? For internal communications, it's just been kind of, uh, fairly standard in, in external, uh, email, particularly email marketing and also, you know, any, any sort of, uh, 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 web websites where you've got trackable tags and that sort of thing. It's really important to know where, where your traffic's coming from. And, and, I, and it's really good to see that's now being applied into internal communications as well. 
Um, just, uh, just a final, final area, just to just to cover off with you, Stephanie. As we, we you know, we've talked um, obviously with the whole thing we've been talking about with this transformation that you've been part of, and sort of almost riding the the the, the wave and surfing the wave of this change. And and obviously, the one of the significant changes we've been through as part of that sort of time is we've been in the middle of a, a global pandemic. Uh, just looking into the future, what are, what are some of the things you're working on now or continuing to work on as for the next sort of uh, few months and looking into the foreseeable future what are some of your priorities and uh, and, and focus areas at the moment yes absolutely uh, right now we are we have a a major initiative and focus of um, to develop our dei initiatives out of auntie mm. um, and this is Again, it's it's near and dear to my heart, and I do got to say I am so proud of Avanti overall as a company, um, proud of the leaders and all of the employees because we have come so far in just a year and a half that I've been with Avanti in terms of building a positive company culture, continuing to build one, um, and listening and tuning into employees and what they what they want, what they need, um, you know, really helping to build a great experience for them. Um, so I'm, I'm just so proud to be, uh, to be working at Avanti for these reasons. Mm. I'm very excited because we are again, DEI is, um, you know, it, it's, it's major, it's big. It's not, there's not, to me, there's not an end point, right? It's a journey. It is a continuous journey and development um, that we constantly need to be tuning into. So that is a big one for this year and moving forward. Another one is um, offices are starting to reopen. So Avanti offices are, some of them are starting to reopen and we are looking at ways on um, how to welcome employees back who are choosing to come back into the office when they choose. Mm. Again, Avanti is, is 100% remote. Um, and it's interesting, Avanti's mission, uh, business mission, is, is actually to enable organizations and people um, to be able to, um, to work across like in everywhere, their everywhere workplace, enabling the everywhere workplace for mm. companies and people. Mm. And they... Avanti doesn't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. I mean, we are 100% remote for our employees. Um, and as offices reopen, we are totally flexible in understanding that some employees will stay 100% remote. Some do want a hybrid work model. Some do who, who are down the street from an office. They want to yeah. be able to maybe go in. So we are assessing um, how to really create this, this fun welcome back environment for the ones that do want to come back. And there's some, some fun stuff we're working on on that front. Um, and then of course, some of the continuous stuff that we look at, um, I think it'll be continuous this year and moving forward is again, building that community and connection across a global workforce, whether that's, uh, you know, some employees are hybrid and, and some are hundred percent remote. So mm. that is always a continuous um, strategy that we're looking at. Um, and then we're always revising, right? Assessing what we're doing now. I think that's really important. Um, assessing what you've been doing, what's been working, and things that we can test and try that are new in internal comms, right? We don't want to mm. get stuck into uh, just, oh, we're comfortable doing this. It's kind of working. It's always about revisiting and seeing what worked and what we can do better. 
Excellent. Yeah, definitely. I'd echo, I'm here, here to that. That sounds really, uh, uh, really, really uh, challenging, uh, but also sounds really optimistic and I think really uh, uplifting as well. So that's fantastic. So Look, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you, Stephanie. I've really enjoyed that. I think you, your own personal story, you know, the fact that you've not talked about this change as something that's been something that you, you know, you've been an observer to. You've actually been part of this change yourself and an active participant. And you've used your own kind of personal values to be able to both help yourself through this, but also to, to, to find the right things to do and how you've adapted into an organization where you've really had to, you know, find yourself uh, a place in that room where you, you, you are able to contribute in, and bring your skills to the table. So I think it's, it's a fantastic, um, fantastic story. Now, it, uh, I, we mentioned uh, at the beginning that you, uh, well, you mentioned and actually while you were talking, that you're happy to, to, to be contacted. Are you okay if we put your LinkedIn profile into the uh, into the show notes for this on our website? Oh, absolutely. And I've also got a, your own. You've got your own personal website as well. Now, is that is that your? I mm-hmm. I, I, I I put this in the, into the the notes for this uh, interview a while ago, and I didn't want to be looking at this while or clicking on this while we were talking. Is the the website address that we've got? Is that your uh, your? Is that kind of relate to internal comms, or is that your sort of more of your personal interests? Absolutely, yes. So I actually have two personal websites, um, and to answer your question, they are more of my. Um, my personal, um, small, my small businesses that I have. So okay. I'm, as, as you said earlier, a published author writing yeah. in the genres of fiction, yeah. primarily horror and thriller fiction. So the writing website is I am yeah. That's the one I've got. Yeah. You yeah. got it. Yeah. I'm also a fine artist. Yeah. Um, and I specialize in, in portraits, portrait painting. And so my art website is Sterp creates.com okay, okay i'm gonna type i'm gonna type that in while you speak now and so stirp creates creates.com uh, and okay i'm gonna put those into the show notes as well so our our listeners can uh, can find those and uh, thank you i'll be having a look as well because i'm intrigued by this fine art that you you were talking thank you. about that's much appreciated <laughs> no fantastic well look that's been absolutely wonderful stephanie thank you so much for sharing your insights and you said you'd learned a lot from podcasts yourself and and it's great that you you can, um, you, you know, I know you give give plenty back, but be able to give something back to our listeners as well through sharing your your own personal experiences. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people uh, reaching out to you, connecting with you, uh, maybe hopefully buying some of your books as well and year off. Why not as well? <laughs> and, uh, but 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 I want to wish you all the best, Stephanie, and thank you so much. It's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you. And uh, you take care and look after yourself, and and all the best for the remainder of this year. And obviously, looking forward into uh, well, maybe a bit too premature to think about next year, but uh, all the best for the future as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's that forward thinking, right? So <laughs> looking into next year works. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Craig. Yeah. Uh, I cannot thank you enough um, for this opportunity. I I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. If you've got any ideas for episodes you'd like us to cover in future, you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can use the feedback form at engagingic.com. 
If you're not already subscribed to the show via your podcast platform, please do so. And if you could leave a review for us, that would be absolutely fantastic. We have links to other episodes at engagingic.com. All of our previous episodes are available there. And if you're interested in our visual communication services, our big pictures, our learning maps, our explainer videos, and also our live graphic recording, please get in touch with us again at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. Thank you. Thank you.